0: College basketball fans, welcome back to the College Ball Show. He's Marshall, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk some good old-fashioned college basketball. We have a new number one, but I'm seeing a lot of debate online, basketball, college basketball, Twitter. Purdue or Alabama, which one should it be? We also got um, some feedback, which is, you know, Glad for that. Thanks a lot. Uh, kind of challenging me, which is okay. Um, basically, countering the Mountain West is not the b- best mid-major, and it's actually the AAC or, and or the Atlantic 10 I got. got two messages, actually, from it. So we appreciate it. We'll discuss a little bit about that. Um, TCU had a big, big week. Arizona um, had a good week as well. We'll kind of break down. You know, what happened on Saturday, Sunday, a little bit leaking into last week as well. And then, of course, we'll preview this week's some big games, some big games tonight, actually, on the uh, good old big Monday. Uh, we do have Kansas Baylor coming up at 8 Central and in New Mexico, Nevada, not to be biased, you know, towards the Mountain West. But that's coming up at the same time. So I'm definitely uh, going to DVR those and watch those a little bit later after I'm done with this show in my other show. Um, and then, of course, you know, we'll, we'll preview the the Big 12 and SEC cha- Challenge and, and whatnot the rest of the upcoming schedule. There's some really interesting games. If this is your first time listening to the College Ball Show, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Rope It Open Radio. However, you don't have to go to Blog Talk and Rope It Open and download the show there directly. You can find this year's College Ball Show. That goes all the way to the national championship. Then we get into the NBA playoffs, by the way, you can find this show under the rope dope radio platform on Apple podcast. iHeartRadio, radio player FN, tune in stitcher, spricker, um, Amazon music, Google podcasts, and many more while you're at it. Once you head on over to the grueling plus sports news 24. By the way, if you're thinking about cutting the cord or you have, you're not quite happy, I got something for you. It's called DirecTV Stream. The prices start as low as $69.99. They got those two specials going on. Um, you could save $50 if you go with the choice package or above and buy the exclusive DirecTV Stream D- device. And you can also, with that same package and above, enjoy HBO Max, Showtime, Epic, Stars, and Cinemax for three months three months (laughs) it's a savings of 160 dollars. that's direct tv stream okay i'll shut up with that um all right so let's bring in the co-host marshall as we kind of break down you know what happened in the last handful of days especially on saturday how are you doing my friend i'm doing good man uh we got um it, it was a very good saturday
1: and uh, the Big 12 and the Big East, man, I feel like they're going to be um, some pretty fun talking points almost weekly. Granted, a, a lot of conferences are a lot of fun, but uh, as you as we were saying before the show, the the Big 12 and Big East are kind of taking turns being up on each other as the rankings, either teams go from rank to unranked or switch spots in the rankings. Those conferences, Chris, have provided a lot of uh, fun basketball these last few weeks.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, we'll talk about a variety of stuff obviously, but um TCU had a big week. You know, they beat uh Kansas State during the week. I think it was Oh no. Was it Was that on the weekend? And then they beat Kansas early week. I can't remember which one it was. But uh, I think it was Kansas State last, yeah, during the week 82 to 68, which is a pretty clean win. And then 83 to 60 Kansas. One of their worst uh, you know, one of their worst home losses under you know the the current stud of a coach there. You know, I mean, in like twenty years or something like that. It was uh, it was a beatdown. It was a beatdown. So uh, this Big Twelve, we'll get into the conference by conference stuff, but that was uh, that was impressive, man. They they beat the you know what off them. I thought that stood out for the week, especially Alabama. We were kind of talking about hey, Missouri looks back. Well, not on last Saturday, 85-64 to Alabama. That's part of the debate, not just off that win, but Purdue and Alabama. Both, you know, some really good teams Um, as far as the top, you know, marquee stuff. Duke snuck one by against uh, Miami Charleston, kept the ball rolling. Uh, That's another team that people were mentioning. Uh, Baylor barely got by Oklahoma. We did have some upsets, though. We'll see what's up with Arkansas. They got a win over a struggling Old Miss team, but we'll see, you know, where they're at overall. But um, a big one we talked about last week was Arizona and, uh, you know, how they look good back, at, you know, around Thanksgiving time and in the non-conference, didn't get off to the start, whereas UCLA has been looking good just overall. They had a tough schedule as well. Arizona usually schedules pretty tough as well, but Arizona got the job done at home, protected that home court, 58 to 52, sir.
1: Again, that team, man, I, I, there, they have so many pieces, Chris, how many, um, college coaches in D one level have, uh, four guys who are all seven foot or taller. And two of their seven footers are like legit, you know, sometimes in college basketball, you have those guys who are like seven foot, but they maybe play for a handful of minutes or, yeah, you know, they're 190
0: all, pounds or something. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and they can't dribble. All they're good for is maybe, like, a pick-and-roll or occasional block. But um, two of their bigs are, like, legit – they're they're hoopers, and they, they, they start. And then you have a bunch of guards that literally just love to chuck threes. So on a given day, when that offense gets rolled, man, that that's that's a dangerous team. And even though they've kind of been out of the limelight, I would say, for a while now, they're at least what they were when you and I were growing up. Um, they still can have a really sneaky, good home court record. Like that's a team where, I mean, you know, back in the day, it was like the, you know, Mike, Dibby, Mike Bibby, Damon Sotomayor, even when when I was in high school and you were just a little bit older than me. Like that was a team where, man, you could pretty much guarantee Arizona was going to make like a sweet 16 or an elite eight run. And they kind of went through a little bit of a, a lull there, but they've kind of got back on track. So it's a dangerous home court to play at. You have a very unique uh, lineup of a lot of good bigs. You have guards that love to jack and shoot. Um, I can see them going on a hot streak, Chris. They're a team where, again, they're solid. I think defensively that's probably an area they're trying to improve on. But anytime they go on a hot streak, I won't be surprised just because you have such a rarity of pieces. Um, Defensively, I think they can improve a bit. But, yeah, that that Wildcats team is definitely right in the top of the race with uh, UCLA and ASU for who's the best – best top dog in the Pac-12
0: yeah no doubt and a chunk of years ago now probably 2015 2016 um didn't they get beat by wasn't it Wisconsin back-to-back years when Wisconsin uh, played Duke for that national title I think it was was it their last national title I felt like it was back-to-back years they got beat one of them was, and this is obviously after Miller, but one of them was, actually, I think maybe both of them were Elite Eight, I can't remember, but you're right, they've been like, they've been the Elite Eight, I'm looking at it right now, they've been to, you know, they've been to the Elite Eight for, for quite some time, or, you know, multiple times, but it's, it's slowed down, yeah, 2014, 2015, both times Elite Eight, but I'm looking down, and so they've made the elite 8 like under him a bunch but you're right ever since that uh you know making that title game and then obviously what was that was that 97 I believe that they won sounds the championship r- Yeah that's, yep sounds about right Yeah so we'll we'll see um you know obviously Miller had you know his own things going on um we'll talk about some other games of course Houston was number 1 they got beat by Temple and you know, I mean, the top scorer for Temple was, you know, done, 16 points off the bench, but he shot like three of 12 overall. Um, This one was more, I mean, each team struggled majorly, like, for shooting. 34% for Houston, 31% for Temple. Uh Neither of them necessarily lit it up from three. They weren't horrible. But this one came down to free throws, man. 20 of 22 for Temple. Ninety percent clip, basically ninety-one percent and eleven of twenty-one for Houston, and that was at home, wasn't it? Yes, it was. was yeah, wow, that's a big upset. Obviously, opening the door for Purdue taking it over, and Bama and other teams moving up.
1: Yeah, that was. Um, if you bet Temple Moneyline, line, I heard on my uh, Vegas podcast that was anywhere from twelve to thirteen hundred. So that that was a very nice, very nice dog pick that would have paid you pretty handsomely. Uh right before you watch the Cowboys lose their season. Um so yeah. Uh do you now, wanna have like, a
0: segment with that? We can have a segment and then just we could cry both, you know, because I, I got I lost oh too, God, so. I know so,
1: fucking sure. hey I hey both Dak game Prescott, though. Dak Prescott, you're a good quarterback, but you ain't gonna have to give sister both the so time to move on. Uh fuck Mike McCarthy. Anyways, um for for some more um uh, again, yeah, Houston did actually uh, to tie in with the big 12 Houston did have a tough loss last night. Um, they were, they were pretty much down the whole game. They cut it down to one. Uh, they had a second and a half left in the game. Um, and they did kind of a little wraparound post. They had to like throw it in for a lob play. A guy at the bucket had a clean look and just kind of rolled off the rim. So obviously the number one team may change, but Houston is still obviously a very uh, dominant, strong team this year. Um, just to kind of hit on a little bit of Big 12 recap, uh, I just want to say this because I did bet this game and I made just a little handsome money off of it. But if you go back that last Tuesday, Kansas, uh, lost to K State 82 to 83 in overtime. And Iowa State, the team I did bet beat Texas 78 to 67. Uh, so those are four teams that have all been ranked pretty much within the top 15 the whole year. Um, Iowa State, Chris, man, that team, that, that is a solid basketball team. You have, Bigs, you have guards, uh, a coach that has been recruiting his butt off to give him credit. Because if you rewind a couple of years ago, you had like the Monte Morris squad of Iowa State who was really good. They were pretty much guaranteed tournament win a game in the win a game in March, and then you had two years where you were like bottom of the barrel, like just you know, just dead. And now you've gone from bottom of the barrel dead to all of a sudden you're back to being ranked in the top ten. Uh, they have that big name, like, uh, uh, Ashinoa. They have a a big whose center's name's hard to pronounce. They got culture from the, uh, used to be a former gopher, but that is one of the most complete teams I've seen all year. And they, they've actually put together a really nice resume. Um, you were able to beat Texas. Um, they beat up my Tar Heels. I know it's not saying as much this year, um, They did lose to UConn, which at that time UConn was riding pretty high, but you've won against Baylor. You've beat TCU. You beat Texas Tech handedly. Um, this Iowa State team, Chris, I know they did lose to Oklahoma State on the road, uh, later in the week, but they're one of the more complete teams I've seen from top to bottom this year. Have you been able to see Iowa State play at all this season, my friend?
0: Yeah, I have. And and I do. They got a lot, you know, they got a lot of experience and Gabe is definitely, you know, Definitely a good player, good, very good defensive player. I think he's always been a little underrated there. But that's part of being in this conference as far as, like like you said, they went on and lost. And I actually misspoke. I I went back an extra game because TCU lost to West Virginia. I totally forgot about that. I was based off that la- the game before that with Kansas State. So it has been up and down. And, and prior to that, um, TCU, you know, they, they had close losses to, to Texas and Iowa State. But, yeah, I, this is a – I really don't know right now who's going to win this uh, Big 12. I mean, this thing is wide open. And, you know, for the last handful of years, thank you some of these other teams, Texas Tech, Baylor, some other teams that have, you know, played really well. Um, I'm just happy because, uh, you know, for so long <laughs> it was just Kansas to win, basically. I, I like it. I think it's By the way, one.
1: I, I, I got to tell you this, brother, because you know how we would always kind of make jokes back in the day and bitch fight how the, the golfers would always start off a Big Ten conference play with a brutal schedule?
0: Yeah.
1: I do not know. It's not back pit- in
0: the day. It's every year, by the way.
1: <laughs> I don't know who pissed off the K-State fan club or, uh, the, the, or, who, or who in K-State pissed off the Big 12 schedule makers, but listen to this shit. So – to switch to K State, who again currently is first in the Big Twelve. This is your upcoming schedule. Okay, you go you go to go to Iowa State tomorrow. That's a very hard game. You host Florida for the um, the SEC Big Twelve showdown. Eh, You know, whatever, no big deal. But to k- stick with your Big Twelve play, you go to Iowa State. You go to Kansas. You host Texas. You host TCU. So in a four-game stretch, you literally play. All four teams that are ranked in the t- currently twelfth or better. That is absolutely you said brutal. Kansas
0: State right, or did you say Iowa?
1: State? Yes, K State okay. goes goes yeah. to Iowa State
0: tomorrow. They now, host... I actually have that written down in my notes. God, like, hey, that is let's not drown anybody. Let's not drown battle. anybody yet, because uh, you know, oh. it, it's there's a lot left. Jesus. On a lot of meat on the bone. And and like it's... I said, TCU. They only lost by a, a total of five points to Texas, Iowa State. So and Kansas can bounce right back if they were coming off. Some I, and I just we can't count out Texas either.
1: No, no, I, I just, I can't believe that is a, a murderer's yeah. role to, to play four teams in your conference in a row that are all ranked top 10 or, or top 12 or better. Oof. If you can go two and two. That's that's a hell of a good two week stretch, my friend.
0: Yeah, and even if you stretch it out more, like it, it's just ongoing with their schedule, man. It is really like, yeah, it's coming. You know, like there's a lot to be. It's it's like you could put it away early, I guess, right? If you went three yeah. and one or whatever, but um, that's probably not going to happen. You know, true. And if you do, you probably you know lose to two teams you shouldn't or something like that. Amen, um, man. Amen. Friday night we did get a really good. Game between Boise State and New Mexico. It is that Mountain West that we were talking about last week. Uh, Mashburn, you know, in that Morris, uh, Udizi or whatever, that big, um, that was a pretty nasty way to, to basically end that game because it came, you know, with what, a few seconds left on the, on the clock. They went to overtime, New Mexico, um, Boise State was up 37-31 and a half, 41-35, in the New Mexico, you know pull it out they're 16 and 2 and that's why I kind of was talking we were talking about this highlighting this uh you know Friday night hoops by the way that's pretty dope but that's why I was kind of highlighting this stuff because i mean they're a good team and they got some experienced players that Mashburn was a showed some promise as a freshman before he transferred with Patino there
1: yeah um <coughs> i've watched the team play a few games now they're very up tempo. Um, the one knock on New Mexico State, Chris, is that they're a really bad three point shooting team. Um, I think they raised. I can't statistics.
0: believe that a Patino coach, a Patino coach team, is bad at three point. That, okay, the, that was the biggest problem here with the Gophers, unfortunately.
1: Well, you know, I'm at Scores app, which I'm sure a lot of people have because it's like probably the best app ever for following sports and Ben sports, sports and all that. They always show you statistics of where teams rank. And I'm pretty sure they're in like the like the 280 to the 300th for shooting threes. They average like 5.9 a game. So you have a good offense. You have a good home court. You have a very talented guard in Mashburn. You have a good big. You actually have another good guard with Mashburn as well. So that's a good team. And every team has a weakness. Like I think Arizona does, Texas does, KU does. Every college basketball team is is good but can have their issue. There's no true Powerhouse Gonzaga team this year for the regular season, but man, as, as it seems like as the years progress, the three-point ball becomes more and more of a thing. Just because obviously three's more than two, but some teams can play that to their advantage, and some can't. But that is the one weakness I've seen from them so far. Of if you only can hit five and a half threes a game, and you're playing a team that can hit eight or nine, you know that is a difference. So I guess that's the one weakness. But besides that, um, they got a good home court, and it seems like them and Boise and Nevada are going to kind of be going neck and neck all year uh to see who's the top dog in that Mountain West, my friend.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And um speak, let's stay on the West a little bit. Um, sure. You know, Loyola Marymount. Loyola Marymount, right? 68 wow. to 67. Not just at home or something like that. Oh, no, Marshall. No, no, it wasn't just at home. They got it done on the road, and you know at Gonzaga, it's not like it's like the most intimidating on the planet. But as far as conference, first of all, they're into it. There, of course, they have had a great program and all that, and we've documented how close they've come and and how many you know teams are. You like this is probably their year and all that. But they they're a damn good top tier uh basically elite level without winning a championship um you know program but it had been a long time especially in conference you, they they lose games in conference right that's not the craziest stuff they usually have a pretty good you know record and whatnot but man it's uh <laughs> that was a huge upset I didn't I mean I don't think anyone saw that coming.
1: It snapped Gonzaga's seventy <clears throat> five 75- game home winning streak which that's 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 all you got to say i'm glad you had that
0: quick there because i was actually trying to find where the hell i put it and i'm like where the hell is it
1: 75 games in a row my lord uh and staying on the west coast that's a lot isn't it at home that's that's a good run you don't play your
0: games all at home right that's not something you do
1: that's 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 a that's a hell of a run and i'm sure they'll probably get another streak back in the 30s again uh, until they maybe switch it up and go to a different conference
0: which Um, station big 12 but that's a different show or shit go to the well uh, forget it go to the mountain west i mean if you're gonna go someplace shit true but go ahead because then we stay in the west
1: and yeah staying in the west uh my asu sun devils who've been paying a lot of bills for me lately uh they, they played a good first half against UCLA, uh, and yeah. then they lot, they, and then they, they fell apart a bit in the second half. So UCLA actually had a tough week because UCLA was able to beat ASU, but man, I, I'm now 11 and
0: one betting ASU bets, man. I, I love, I love the Sun Devils, Chris. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 20 to
0: five run over like the last eight minutes of change in that game. I,
1: so, uh, UCLA had a, a strong effort there and as much like in college football, College basketball is the same. A lot of the times you can predict if a team will win or lose based on the games they've played before. Just how momentum carries and college athletes, you obviously, you know, are human and you have your highs and your lows. Uh, you win into ASU, which had like the highest crowd of attendance they've had in a long time. Uh, so that was probably a big emotional win. And then, uh, UCLA traveled to Arizona on Saturday, came up a little bit flat and actually a lower scoring game for both these teams. A, uh, University of Arizona, which my co-host did say, uh did beat uh UCLA fifty eight fifty-two. So again, those top three if 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 the games are out on the Pac-12 channel, which very few people have, um, those teams are a joy to watch. UCLA still has actually a handful of players from that final four run a couple of years ago. Uh so obviously you know they have talent there. Um Arizona, again, we spoke about them, and ASU. They're probably the weakest Chris of the three top teams, but this is the best year they've had in quite a while. And again, they're not the best shooting team, but they have a couple of individual players that play pretty well. And they're just kind of a, a fun team to watch as well. So it'll be a fun three dog race with those teams kind of chilling in the Pac twelve all year. Um and they're kinda of beat up on each other, which is soon to you know going to be happening with the with K in the Big Twelve this upcoming week. So one thing about college basketball, unless you literally can run the table in your conference, it does seem Chris like almost every year. Every team you watch is going to have a two- to three-game losing streak just because sometimes the schedule gods make your life tough and you have that week where you play two ranked teams in a row and maybe yeah. they're both on the road. That, that's hard to handle for any college team.
0: Yeah, and sometimes you get caught looking ahead thinking, all right, we got a big win here. Then all of a sudden you lose and then you go, you know, it, it comes together sometimes, you know, just foul problems, sometimes injuries. Just to go back to that, like you said, seventy. I finally found the damn stat here. Like you said, the seventy-six uh, home when the Lamar went back from 1978 to 1984, Lamar won 80 straight between that time. But to add on to the stat you mentioned, this is ESPN stat info, info. Um, Gonzaga, as a ranked team, had won going against an unranked opponent had won 83 in a row. It's the second longest streak in D1 history. I mean, golly, should we be worried maybe about uh, Gonzaga here? I mean, they, they haven't looked great this year, but, you know, they, they obviously – the last few years, some of the teams they've had, um, it's going to be tough to live up to those. But uh, also, uh, yes, or er, last Thursday, Michigan and Rutgers, that was a good game. Michigan, it was a tight game, but Michigan just kind of breezed away from them down the stretch and played really, really good. My Gophers – only put up 39 points against Purdue. I think they had like 17 and a half or something that same night where we're talking about these games. It wasn't necessarily a, a, a pretty occasion there. It was pretty bad. Um, but overall, you know, a fun week. Uh, Marquette did beat Providence. Um, that was a big win. Missouri right before they had lost, but they had beaten Arkansas, which – It'll be interesting to see Arkansas the rest of this year cuz we know they're a good they got a good program and everything like that. They've been a little up and down. They do have some good wins, but I know they've had a tough schedule. Um but yeah, any other items before we get into this conference swing and talk about some of the big matchups we got tonight during the week and then like I mentioned before the SEC and uh, Big 12 or you know before I get ran over here, the Big 12 versus the SEC. Okay, I'll put the Big Twelve first, just like uh, you know, certain boxing fans. Don't you dare say this guy before that guy because he's way, but he's the A side. Um, any other items you want to uh, discuss, sir, from uh, the last week or so?
1: Uh, I I, th- I think we did a pretty good job of hitting all those uh, main points. Uh,
0: yeah, l- l- let's let's move on to um, well that ba- real quick then that Bama sure. Purdue debate. Okay, number one. Who's number one? I'm seeing a lot for Bama. Purdue's technically won just off the AP. Um, Alabama this year has wins over Michigan State, North Carolina, Houston, and Memphis. That's their best wins. Um, as far as, you know, in their non conference and whatnot. Um, they lost to UConn and Gonzaga. Purdue did beat Marquette, Gonzaga, Duke. They lost to Rutgers. So I guess that would be out of there. And they do have some head-to-heads, the Gonzaga in the Michigan State. So they both beat Michigan State. One team beat Gonzaga. The other didn't. Not that like Bama got beat by 30 or nothing like that. But I don't think it's crazy to think that uh, – now, you could say, well, Bama's playing in a tougher, you know, as we're about to go there. Let's actually start with the SEC since we're we were talking about, you know, back and forth with this. A lot of people are saying they play in a in a in a tougher division and so or you know in a, a tougher conference. Here we go in the sections and regionals and oh god, here we go. I, I'm doing it this week now. Um, It's not a division, okay? They're not broken up. It's a conference. Let me get that right. SEC though, they're seven and zero, so I think that that does demand you know some respect, and they have beaten some quality. uh You know, I mean Arkansas when they beat them, they were 15th ranked uh you know at the beginning of the month same with Kentucky Kentucky's looking a little bit better um at at Miss at Mississippi State was a good one at the time they were 21th ranked but that is still a little early um i don't know i think it's a good debate though i definitely think it's a good debate
1: yeah i i would lean towards Alabama um just i i guess i would give my vote to them just from what i've I, and i've seen them play more than Um, Purdue as well. I mean, it is one thing where you can, like, you can do a decent job, Chris, of, like, as you know, watching a lot of college football. It it is humanly impossible, unless you're getting paid a handsome salary by ESPN, to, like, watch and get a feel for every college basketball team in the country. Like, college football, you know, I I could give you – we could go back and forth on what we think about most ranked teams. And college basketball – as most fans know, you kind of watch your conference. Maybe have some conferences you enjoy. Like I personally, like I love watching the the Big East, and I, I've been watching a lot of Pac twelve this year. Like I do, obviously, watch different games for our show and whatnot. But you know, it is really hard to see every team play. Well, that's part of the not, whole year. Yeah, that's there's part not of, a the time of the whole year
0: watching it. You know, You're we're right. not going to be able to. Nobody watches every game. True, um, even a professional better, but that is part of. uh that's part of it, but let's not talk about the games we haven't seen or teams we haven't seen. Um, let's go to the SEC. Bama All is seven and zero. It is a tough division. Uh, Kentucky looks like they're somewhat bouncing back. They are four and three. Got a four teams with three losses. It is weird to see. You know, LSU has been a strong program. Mentioned Arkansas two and five, uh, one and six for LSU and whatnot. They've obviously had you know some up and downs there. Florida, who's you know the last thirty years or so um, have been, you know, a solid program. They're they're in they're in the hunt. A uh, and M they're five and one, but Tennessee, Auburn, and Alabama that's the ones you know most are are, are focusing in on. And you know, once again, the Big Twelve is deep, uh, but the SEC's right there because you do have two teams in the top four as far as the AP.
1: Yeah, and you know I feel that it's kind. Of, this has kind of been the story now for Tennessee for the last handful of years. Now you have a really good regular season. You are a team that plays at a slower pace. You are defensive based, um, but then come tournament time, they, they've kind of disappeared the last handful of years. So is this has this Tennessee team, Chris, made adjustments to improve themselves offensively? Because again, last year almost same story. Off to a very good start. Uh, offensively, though, they couldn't get it done. So I'd be curious to see, you know, will they make maturation offensively? Because, again, defensively, they've probably been the most solid team uh, for the last handful of years of that conference. Uh, Alabama, they've pretty much been pretty damn good now for the past three to four years. Uh, they love to run and gun. They're obviously playing at a faster tempo than Tennessee. Um, he seems to get a lot of athletes in there. They always seem to get make progress throughout the year. They jack a lot of threes, and as frustrating as it is, they've actually established a pretty damn good home field. So they're not only a, a good, a great college football team; they've actually established to have a pretty good college basketball team, which is rare to see a college have two programs of uh, sports that are both competitive. So, yeah, if you're Alabama right now, I think this is kind of a just a, a, a year in the making of. You've been kind of a top twenty, top fifteen team every last three to four years. And now you probably have put together the best team so far that uh, you've seen for Nate Oates. So, uh, again, Chris, to beat bamboo, man, when when it's a run-and-gun team and they hit their threes, that's a very, very hard team to beat. And I think just, like I said, the maturation of him developing his program probably getting the recruits he needs, um, that's a hell of a team. And it wouldn't surprise me if they were ranked number one next week.
0: Yeah, I think Tennessee the last I'm looking at it right now, two thousand nineteen was the last time they went to Sweet sixteen. But you're right, man. They they uh they're really hot they run hot and cold in it I guess at the at the wrong times of the year uh you know in a sense. Um but yeah it, it it's a respected it's a respected conference man and yeah Bama's a damn good team and like I said I think they you know if it holds up because you know right now like I said, when you have head-up games, you know, that you could say, well, Purdue beat this, beat this team, and they didn't, you know. I think that's a decider. But as we keep going, and, and we can say the Big Ten's going to, you know, beat each other up, but as far as, you know, you look at the top three or four teams, clearly the SEC right now is better. So um, at least higher rank, that's for sure, uh, which is part of being better and the rankings. They don't tell the whole story, of course. Sometimes the seeding does, sometimes it doesn't. Most times it does because it's kind of the whole picture and whatnot. But, um, you know, is, if it holds like this, then, then you're going to be like, well, yeah, Bama should be the higher number one seed if it comes down to that because they've had to pl- play in a tougher division. And speaking of a tougher division, like we talked about, Big 12. I mean, this is fun, dude. you got three teams that are 5-2, and two, Kansas, Iowa State, Texas, TCU, who, you know, we just documented had two big wings in the last three games. They're only four and three. Baylor was, you know, they, they're getting it going again. They were ranked based off, you know, a lot of stuff in their past, the last chunk of years, really. Obviously, they, they won a national championship two years, but they're four and three. You look at Texas Tech, oh, and seven, man, that's, that's, they've been really good these last five to seven years. Um, So that's, you know, that's kind of interesting that they're kind of, you know, going through some stuff as far as they're not at their top level right now for obvious reasons. But Texas still hanging in there at five and two. I really like their team. I do wonder, though, if, you know, not having their head coach that got this team together is going to bite them in the butt. But there you go. Kansas State, man, sitting there at six and one. This is so what is that? Six teams in the top 17. Yeah, I know. Damn. That's impressive.
1: Yes. I mean, this. as of right now, this has to be the best conference in the country. Um, Yeah.
0: Kansas seems to... And they got national championships the last two years to boot, too.
1: Son of a bitch. (laughs) You cut out on me. I don't don't know what was that. So, man, again, but K-State, they got the journey from hell coming up that all those pretty much got to play them in a row besides Baylor. So, if K State goes four and against that stretch, I will I will come here and sing their praise in a couple weeks from now, because that'd be a hell of a run. Um now, with that said, K State, they're they're probably the most surprising, Chris, because they have a new coach. Um this is a team who for the last handful of years has been normally middle of the pack to a little bit worse. They normally always seem to be uh challenged a bit offensively. Um and Kind of play at a slower pace. Um, they did get a nice transfer from Florida. Uh, they have a point guard that's about five foot five, but he does jack threes like he thinks he's Curry, and he's actually been having a nice year. Um, they're a solid team, but again, one that with a new coach and kind of maybe ch- switching the system up a little bit, I doubt many people expect them to be eleven zero at home and lead the conference. Kansas, who did get their butt kicked a few times this year, is pedestrian this year. People could say, but overall, you're still. Five and two in conference, sixteen and three overall. So you've only lost three games out of nineteen, and you're 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 falling back to the pack. But that shows and play, how strong they are.
0: Per usual, a very challenging, solid uh, non-conference too. Yes,
1: for for sure. And then you have Iowa State, who I think on a given night is the best team in the Big Twelve, just from watching them play. And Texas, who is also ranked tenth at five and two, along with Kansas and Iowa State, who are both five and two. Again, I to me, just personally speaking, when I watch them play offensively, I think they go through lots of droughts and games. But they're a very strong defensive team, and obviously, as you said, when you lose your coach, um, that obviously is going to cause just you know just a, a maybe maybe it took them a little bit to get back on track, and maybe your schemes are going to be different from your offensive. Mindset and who knows, but again, you're still five and two, you're ranked 10th in the country. And TCU, who's four and three on the year, uh, has wins against K State and Kansas and you're ranked 11th, yet you're in fifth place in your conference. Man, I mean, Jesus, that, that it, it, to think the, you beat two teams in the top 10, Chris, in your conference and you're fifth in your conference. That's really all you got, know to explain how deep and good of a conference it is.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And even Kansas, I think they had won 9-10, and now they've lost back-to-back, you know, at Kansas State, obviously, in a close game and then uh, got their butt whooped. But they got at Baylor. Their uh, crossover game at the SEC is at Kentucky, who's been playing a little better now, late, or much better now, late. Then Kansas State again, of course, that's at home. Then at Iowa State. Then home, Texas. At Oklahoma, who actually is, you know, looks bad, but they got a win recently. At Oklahoma State, that's not easy. Oklahoma State just got a win, then Baylor again, then TCU again. And then Texas to close the year. So, yeah, man, this is – this will be, I think, one of the funnest races. I mean, we might have – You know, I think the Big Ten's gonna run into the Purdue's just gonna, for the Big Ten standards, run away with it. I think we'll, we'll probably fall into that. But, um, there's other conferences, you know, the, the Big East, I think, obviously is, is well up for grabs. Um, the ACC's kind of interesting, too. If you look at some of their, uh, if you look at some of the, the records, you got, I just love when you go to the standings and you see, like, there's five teams that are six and three or something like that. I think that's exactly what it is. Five teams are six and three of the ACC. Clemson did lose finally their eight and one still though. And then Virginia kinda quietly, um, because they have been a little down, you know, since their really great run that finally ended um in a in a national championship. Uh but, you know, to get there it was rough because, you know, they had to uh lose that first round nasty game. But like when you look at that conference, the ACC, I mean, this might be the funnest only based off of how like down to the wire it's going to take. Whereas, you know, as far as the importance of the top six, seven teams in the big 12 and what that means for seeding and everything, that's crazy. But yeah, five teams, Pitt, Miami, North Carolina, Wake and Syracuse, is six and three Duke, who's playing right now, down to Virginia Tech at the half last time I checked. They have three losses. They're five and three, and then obviously just like last week, seeing uh, Louisville zero and eight is just it still kind of blows my mind. Yeah,
1: I I feel I, I want to say like the cliche of like give it a month, and I think where we're, we're when, when we're in the third week of February. God, that was a hard sentence. Maybe <laughs> it, it, it'll be a little more spread out, but. I suppose there's a legit chance, Chris, that a month from now, maybe we still have this cluster of a bunch of teams that are now seven and six or something like, you know, I maybe this division doesn't thin out. You normally do have the, the blue bloods of like a Leonard Hamilton and Duke or UNC kind of with Virginia up top and then kind of a little bit of like a second tier, third tier, bottom tier. But we really don't have that second and third tier. It really is kind of a cluster. Which, again, is great for parody. Um, I think my Tar Heels maybe had a little too much fun party last year because they've had their ups and downs, but I'm sure as of now they're probably projected to make it, but they're a little sluggish at six and three. Um, again, Pitt, who's this is the best I think they've been in probably since Jamie Dixon left. Uh, Clemson, I do not recall the last time they were in first place in the late January in this c- conference since. I don't know. It's, it's been a minute and Duke obviously are going through the changes of a new coach, which obviously they're not playing up to their par. Uh, Syracuse is going to do their damn zone every year and stick right there in the middle and probably beat someone every first round of March Madness and probably lose their next game. And Wake Forest again, wins the last time they were tied for third in the conference this far into the year. So it is kind of a mix and match hodgepodge of ACC, but Unless you are a Carolina Duke fan like uh, me and others, it's kind of just fun to watch. Like, other teams have a chance, and maybe we could have a different team besides Carolina Duke or Virginia win the ACC, which would be a, a nice change of pace, whether it's for the regular season or the conference tournament. So, uh, new faces up top is never bad for sports.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, like we talked about, and you just mentioned a little bit too, like, we said this at the start when we started doing our show, and all of a sudden, you you know, some of that, that cream rose to the top. It's kind of interesting there. When you go to like the Big East, this is, uh, obviously for quite some time now. Um, you know, since they had to rebuild their conference, they did it basketball wise, which I thought, hey, that's the smartest thing to do. Might as well. And they did a hell of a job doing it. You look at five and five middle of the pack, right? UConn it's crazy and you know they haven't had like a major multiple major injuries or anything like that but they beat they beat up an Oregon squad on Thanksgiving they beat Bama 82 to 67 beat um Iowa State 71 to 53 Oklahoma State Florida these are good wins whatever no big deal got off to a decent start right so they had a great I shouldn't say decent UConn had a great start But then they get in the conference play, and maybe this is kind of showing, hey, don't sleep on the Big East. It's not just Nova uh, winning, you know, some titles. This thing's deep. and We found out, you know, last year as well. But losing, you know, on the road at Xavier, no big deal. Providence they lost to on the road again and on the road at Marquette. So they played the top three teams on the road. So their season's not done, but it did blend into some other games. Like a home game at St. John's, I watched that game. Probably could have won that game. A, a really sneaky loss to St. Uh, Seton Hall on the road, sixty-seven or yeah, sixty-seven to sixty-six. So they got their work cut out for them in the conference. But it will be one of those. They're five and five right now, Marshall. But the losses, people are going to maybe look at their losses or their standings and be like, "What?" Because they're non-conference is really, really tough. Um, you know, full of good wins, and, like, if you think, you know, people think Bama's out there being number one, well, they beat them, you know, but now they got to play Xavier again, Marquette at home, and Providence at home, so, and then they, they, they're they back in, St. John's on the road, DePaul, and at Villanova, who knows, I guess, what Villanova's looked like then, but it's been heavy, you know, so far, and if they can win, say, two out of those three, I'm not saying they're going to, win the division or anything like that. God damn it. I said it again. We're not in division one or two. It's conference. Man.
1: I, I screwed this up laughing, I did, brother. Dude, I apologize. I'm, and now
0: I'm like, I gave you shit about it. And here I am, you know, needing to get, you know, shit back in my face. But that just goes to show you, long story short, extremely long, um, you know, how damn good the Big East is right now. And, uh, you know, Providence still has to face the top team right now. So you know they're right in the thick, even though you'd look and go, well, they just lost to Marquette.
1: Yes, man, I love watching this conference. Uh, Xavier, they're again, it would not surprise me, Chris, if they won the conference just because, like I said last week, this is basically this year's Providence. You got dudes who have been there for pretty much four years now. So why are you winning close games? Because you got a, a junior senior ass growing team, like. And they're good. Mungie, Fremantle, Jones, like, those guys don't quit. Uh, they're, that's a scrappy bunch. Uh, maybe this is the best team that Shock has had at Marquette. Um, they're going to jack up threes. They're going to play some good defense. I, when I've watched them play, I, I feel like their record is good, but they're not quite as good as Xavier. Or as a as a UConn, but I, when you look at their record, though, it's like okay, well, shit, they're eight and two. Um, but I, they went through a stretch where you beat, well, hell, you beat UConn, you lost to Xavier, beat Providence, and won the Hall. So they're going through a good run too. Um, th- this conference is again pretty similar to the Big Twelve in a way, where the rankings aren't quite as legit, but you do have. A lot of just solid teams. Xavier will be in the tournament. Marquette should be in the tournament. Providence, to tip your cap, I give them credit for last year. They basically lost their whole starting five and had to get either bring-up guys from last year who are on the bench. Yeah, um, and that dude it.
0: who used to come off the bench, he's he's hurt too. He's just coming back now. I can't remember his last name, but you know who I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, and, 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 and a little bit of a, a transfer portal like that they're having a hell of a year again. The preseason, people thought Creighton was the best team, uh, in the in the conference, and they're five and three chilling. Seats the hall on a given night can beat people and UConn. So I guess the biggest thing I've heard from ESPN and every single streaming source I hear is their guard play is not that good. But a handful of weeks ago, this team was ranked in the top five. So again, on a given week, I know they're going through their slump now too, but. UConn is not a joke of a team. And then just chilling down there, you got St. John's, who on give a given night, I love watching them because they play fast. They can beat anyone one lose to anyone. They're 3-6 and six this year. That's pretty disappointing. And Villanova, new coach, JRA left town. They're kind of going through struggles, Chris, like Duke is. But it wouldn't surprise me to see a Villanova or St. John's maybe make a little bit of a second-half run in their conference, maybe sneak towards that bubble talk um again villanova like you know it, it, you can't be good every single year so or, they're having a down year this year when your coach was there for almost two decades leaves like it is what it is but yeah maybe maybe not quite the big 12 but xavier marquette providence and Creighton on given nights and yukon that's a, a probably the best top five teams in the conference after the big 12 got went.
0: yeah and just kind of uh Wrapping up some of the major conference there with the Big Ten conference, obviously Purdue eight and one, Rutgers five and three. But look at you have three teams that have three losses, in – or four teams. My bad, because even Northwestern's three and three. Weird. So you got a five and four Michigan State, who actually looks like they're on the up and up. I, I assume, like Michigan State, a lot of times they'll 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 make a little bit of run. You know, teams like Ohio State and Indiana, um, in. A little bit Illinois They They look good early, and they've fallen off a little bit. But you have one, two, three, four, five teams that are four and four or have four, four losses. Um, that's pretty crazy, too. So that's going to be beating up on each other. But it, at this moment, I feel like it'd have to be, like, you know, the big for Purdue to, to go out. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they got this conference pretty locked and loaded, Obviously, maybe that'll come back to bite me. We talked about the Mountain West and whatnot, but just to give a shout out to the folks that uh, we love our feedback. Atlantic Ten, you do have BCU and St. Louis in Dayton uh, on the top of that. Six and one, six and one, five and two. Maybe some teams uh, you know that normally are playing pretty good, not as good. But Houston, you know, they did lose that one. They're still six and one in, in control of the conference to an extent. Temple six and two, Memphis five and two. Since he 5 and 3, a 5 and 3, two lane improved team. They're not going to be improved like the football club, but they're improved. Wichita State, kind of mediocre right now. SMU's been fun to watch in recent years, but, um, I'd favor Houston in that one, but, you know, Temple's got to be feeling pretty confident right about now.
1: Just to kind of, uh, summarize the, the, the Big Ten and move on, like, to the AAC. <laughs> Maybe this is, like, the first year where a lot of these Big Ten teams don't have, like, um, lottery picks. Like, I feel around this time of the year, you do or only see a ranking next to Michigan State, next to Wisconsin, next to Iowa. Michigan. For, <coughs> Michigan, yeah, but maybe for once, you know, because I think of, like, the Badgers, I don't think they have a guy going pro. For once, maybe is in you know, Grant, I'm not. I haven't seen Sparty much this year, but maybe the uh, Izzo doesn't have a future lottery guy. You know, like Iowa had Luke Garza for a while. They had the dude that sell on the um uh Kings and Murray. Like I- Indiana does have a future lottery player, but he's kind of their only guy, and they're four and four. Illinois does seem like they always have a, a big that's going pro. So maybe this is one slightly down year with some like true proven talent, which kind of shows why it seemed like Rutgers who's been recruiting good and being coming a small team for the last handful of years is Trump there. So yeah, it, it is weird. Obviously, the rankings got to go somewhere, and a lot of the rankings are in the Big East and the Big Twelve. But the fact that there's one team ranked, uh, maybe it is just a slight drop of the elite class of lottery players in the Big Ten.
0: But in the non conference think- schedule, they haven't. They didn't perform all that well. I mean, obviously Purdue <laughs> did, but you know the non conference schedule. If you if you book a tough schedule. And then you don't win a bunch of those, you know, it, it it hurts your rankings. True. Yeah,
1: you're right. And but again, from a, a college fan standpoint, unless you're a Dyer fan or one of the teams, you have a little more parity in the Big Ten this year, much like the a- I'd ACC. I'd say a lot more. Yeah. You know, yeah. So is it is it the the conference doesn't look as sexy, but the basketball is yeah. probably just as good. That the the games night in night out are solid because you don't have those top three or four teams who are kind of whooping up on everyone. You got everyone kind of beat up everyone. I mean, the fact that Illinois, Indiana, and Iowa are all four and four, and they're all chilling like seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth in the conference. Like, okay, like you know, that's that's not a bad conference record. But yeah, it, they're not
0: horrible. You know, like Indiana. I mean, they got a guy this week that freaking averaged like thirty-two points or some shit. You know, they they look good earlier this year.
1: They they, no, you're, you're, they they did
0: I know them and Iowa were both ranked earlier this year I'm
1: I'm almost certain so again it, it's it is weird to see the ACC and the Big Ten take few punches but again it's only January um, we're still six weeks away from Selection Sunday so again uh, I wouldn't surprise me to see those conferences look up a little bit but again looking at it right now Chris the, the Big East and the Big Twelve man both. Though though they are playing some damn good basketball and that's that's pretty impressive. Um and as you mentioned, the American conference. Houston six and one. Again, that loss to Temple was probably a uh, quite a slip up. And Memphis, uh, you know, Penny, I'm sure they expect the team to make it to the tournament. Cincinnati, they're probably supposed to make it there. And Temple, they're definitely a surprise. We were talking before the show. Um, uh, this is the first year I can recall where they're, like, top of the uh, conference for the last five, six years. They've pretty much been, like, a finished seventh, eighth, or ninth kind of team. So whatever mojo they have going on to start off the year, obviously, you just beat number one, two. is probably a to have a letdown for your next game. Uh, but, again, Houston, obviously, they're strong as hell again. When I, when I went to watch them play last year, Chris, I went to watch them play Memphis in their conference title game. It was in Fort Worth. So I made a drive. God, they have a growing-ass team. Like, I don't – College basketball players are big. Like I'm, I'm not stupid. I know I'm short, like five foot nine person, but they almost had like an NBA size roster of like their dudes were like six nine, six ten, like seven foot. Like you know, it, it, it's no surprise to see a team like them that can just like when you have NBA height and you just play really solid defense. There's no no shock that they've been on quite a good run. They've been on for the past three to four years.
0: Yeah, and you know what's funny? Just talking about this conference stuff in the Big Ten. You know, I've seen some bracket forecasts, not just our guy at ESPN, but a couple other ones, and and two of them had said that the the Big Ten still might get the most teams in. You know what I mean? So I mean, wow. Yeah, like actually, I'm looking at a Mike DeCorchy, who. I think it's Fox, Fox Sports, who he has. Oh, the he has course, not, the course-y. of DeCoursey, yep. He has yeah. nine teams from the Big Ten, eight from the ACC. Now, these are the biggest conferences, right, of course, so that plays into it. But Big 12 has seven, SEC has six, Pac-12 has four, Big East has four, Mountain West has oh. three, West Coast has two, Uh and then the AAC has two. Just as right now, forecasted. I mean, obviously, you know, we're, we're – so that, that that
1: that that parity might actually be benefiting those teams. Uh, obviously, you still got to keep winning games, but that parity maybe shows how overall solid the conferences are.
0: Yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing. I did want to give a shout out. I saw this for Slam University on Twitter. The uh, Detroit basketball and uh, Antonio Davis dropped forty-two points this last weekend to put him second all time. And a NCAA D one point scored at 3,274. He now trails, uh, Pete Marinovich for, he has 300. He's down by 393. So shouts out to him too. That That's a, that's a lot of points, especially, you know, in a game that's, you know, eight, eight minutes shorter, you know, uh, than the pros. That's a ton. Um, UCLA eight and one looking damn good. Even though they did drop that game, they're looking, they're looking good this year. They still have, uh, Couple core players, anyway, from their runs the last couple of years, you know Arizona six and three. We've talked about them enough. Oregon's five and four, a pretty good club. Utah, though, I don't know if Keith Van Horn is back there or what, but they're seven and three. So don't look now. You know what I mean? Don't look now. It's kind of interesting. And then of course, you know, talking about the Mountain West, that one's up for grabs. You know, you can say, well, this team beat that team, that team beat this team. We, we talked about how there was a, you know, an interesting, well, there's an interesting game later tonight. There was an interesting game on Friday. So, um, you know, I won't beat a dead horse there. But right now San Diego State, uh, you know, is 6-1. and one, But Utah State at 5-2, and two, that's kind of interesting. But San Diego State, New Mexico, Boise State, Nevada, they're all going to beat each other up. So that's kind of interesting. And then obviously Gonzaga, you know, late January, what is it, January 23rd, Gonzaga is not leading the West Coast Conference. I'm just going to say that, okay, because we don't hear that much. It's St. Mary's who's still undefeated in the conference.
1: That is a rarity, and St. Mary's is always, it always seems like St. Mary's and BYU are the two best teams that give give, uh, Gonzaga some hassles each year, the best they can. And yeah, yeah, just kind of wrap up, <clears throat> the conference talk, yeah, uh, Utah is surprising. They are kind of the maybe the little ho hum quieter team. But if you are up there with UCLA, Arizona, and Arizona State, and you have a just good record, clearly you you know deserve some props as well. So again, um, maybe they don't have quite the star tell yet. Obviously, their um, non conference probably wasn't as strong due to them not being ranked, but. I know they whooped up Arizona earlier this year when Arizona came to town there. So, that, yeah, that Utah team, that that's a, a, maybe a surprise team to see uh, making a, a bit of a run. Um, so far in count, well, let's see. They lost TCU by four points. They lost to UCLA by 20. They lost to USC by 13. Okay, so eh, I, guess, I guess they're taking care of business on their home court, Chris. They don't sure. have a... They did beat, they beat U of A by 15 at home. So not a great resume. But, hey, if you're 7-3 and three in conference, like, you're winning games, you got to win at home. That's, that's not a bad resume so far, my friend.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. We'll, we'll see how that goes. I like the home teams tonight. Baylor in Nevada with New Mexico, Nevada. That's on CBS Sports Network. And then, uh, you know, on ESPN, obviously, the big Monday, Kansas, number nine, goes in at Baylor. I think, well, actually, hold on. Kansas going to continue to stutter like that. Hmm. Baylor's playing a little bit better. I don't know. That one's maybe I want to hold back. Maybe Kansas will get that dub. Kansas State, Iowa State, just because it's at home, I'm going to go Iowa State. I'm really looking forward to that one. That's on Tuesday. Xavier, UConn, you got home court. Xavier's leading it. You got to get this dub, UConn. You have to get this dub. That's uh, the biggest game. When it comes to Wednesday night. Uh, and then. You know. Ken Purdue keep it going. On the road at Michigan. They're 11 and 8. They should win that game. UCLA. USC. USC. Pretty good. But this would be a big win. If they could obviously knock them out. Um, and then of course. There are plenty of games this weekend. Um, as a part of that. You know. SEC. Big 12. Arkansas at Baylor. That's kind of an interesting game. Texas. And Tennessee, I would say, is the marquee matchup. Now, name-wise, Kansas at Kentucky is the marquee matchup. But, you know, as far as rankings and stuff, Texas-Tennessee, that's a hell of a game. And then you do have St. Mary's at BYU um, as well, late at 9 o'clock ESPN2. So keep note of that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Um just to follow you with the picks, my friend, uh, tonight I'm going to take Baylor, just cause there's some teams I don't like picking on podcasts and Katie's one of them. And obviously, again, <laughs> aside, aside from that, they are not quite as good as they have been. And obviously winning down the road is, is tough in general in college basketball. So it's not a shock. Uh, Baylor is a two point favorite tonight. So it wouldn't be like a massive upset if Baylor won. Uh, and as you mentioned Tuesday, I'll take Iowa State, man. If you're K State, you're about to go through like the schedule strength of hell. So, um, could K State win for sure? But K State just had a hell of a week, and obviously in college basketball, you have your highs and your lows, and you're you just you were able to beat Kansas. Uh, then you went on, you were at home, you kind of sleptwalk through beating Texas Tech. Now you got to go on the road, you up for a big game against Iowa State. I think that's tough, and as Vegas shows, Iowa State's a four and a half point favorite, so it would make sense that they're favored. So I think they'll take care of a business Tuesday night. Wednesday, you mentioned Xavier, UConn. You're right; that's one of those momentum spots. That is a, a UConn needs to get momentum back on their side kind of game. Uh, but the way Xavier's playing, man, I'm not going to pick against that team. Xavier's they're on a heater and UConn needs that, that guard play to improve. Uh, cause Xavier, even when they have off nights like they had against the Paul last week, they were able to find a way to win the game. So that's a very veteran based team. I will pick Xavier in the, I won't call, I'll, I guess a road upset. I'm sure the points for will be very close. And then you mentioned, I think you said one year Thursday, I believe, uh, you'd mentioned, Oh, USC, USC and UCLA. Uh, I'm going to take UCLA. I think that, well, they're, again, they're going through a hell of a run where he had to go to play ASU, then Zona, and then USC. Good Lord. That is a hell of a stretch. And I, I mean, I know that USC is in the same city, but geez, that is a brutal ass schedule. I think they'll bounce back though and get that game. And then, like you said, Saturday, dude, you, you can watch basketball for 11 hours in a row Saturday and watch a lot of very good games. Uh, do you think, um, you know, sometimes it's just a difference of opponents. You get that little mid break in. Uh, Oklahoma actually has played decent this year. I know yeah. again, someone's got to lose in the Big 12. Uh, And they just had somebody, too, we were talking about. Was it Baylor or who was it? I
0: can't remember, but they speak someone pretty good.
1: Oh, you're right. Uh, Any chance Alabama slips up to OU? Is it at OU? It is at OU, yeah.
0: I mean, there's a chance, yeah. There's a chance, but, um, yeah. I mean, anytime, like you said, go on the road, especially out of conference, uh, you know, there's a chance. I would pick Baylor, but, yeah, there's definitely a chance. Also... Could Purdue, you know, get beat by Michigan State, um, who's been playing a little bit better? That's something to look at for Sunday, too. I wanted to mention that.
1: Well, actually, another great SEC matchup for the Big 12. Uh, Iowa State goes to Mizzou. I know Mizzou's not ranked, but they're probably currently a bubble team. They're 14 and 5 on the year, 11 and 2 at home. That, that's a tough, scrappy game. I, I know Mizzou's given, uh, Alabama, uh, good test. I know they they yeah. kind of ran up and down the court with KU earlier this year. Uh, that should be a fun one. That'll be, don't, I, again, I think I State's it's a very solid team, but Mizzou's trying to make the tournament for the first time and it's been a little bit. So that should be a, a very fun one to enjoy. Uh, Saturday at three o'clock, Arkansas, they just need to win against somebody. Like yeah, exactly. they, they're, they're, that team's starting right here. Shit. Yeah, they, I mean, you, you, he was talking about the recruiting class. He always seems to bring people in. There's a lot of high hopes. You're 0 4 on the road, 13-6 overall. You're in the bottom of the conference. That's a game where, hey, you gotta hope Baylor has a bit of an off because just to get momentum rolling. Like, I'm pretty sure those fans expected to be in the tournament this year. And yeah, right now, you gotta they bring probably, that
0: 40 minutes to hell. Okay, that was a little. Yeah. You know that's, that's basic
1: when it comes to Arkansas. Right now, they're probably out of it too. So that's a uh, that's a game where if you're Arkansas you guy, get that dub.
0: They're probably yeah. bringing only about twenty seven <laughs> minutes of health, you know, so They got to
1: true. And another wow! This one's probably the best matchup on paper. Texas goes to Tennessee. Ooh, uh, you have a both teams are very defensive based. This one, I would expect obviously a lower scoring game, but. As a, as a paper right now, you have the 10th rate team against the 4th-ranked team. I will take the Volunteers' horns down all day. But I do think that Texas going to Tennessee, again, two strong defensive teams, probably have like kind of a, a very low 60s battle. But, Chris, that should be a fun one of two of the top uh, – well, shit, two of the top 10 teams in the country, but two of the top teams in a division. Texas and Tennessee, what does your gut say for that one, my I'll friend? go
0: Texas. Screw it. I'll go okay. – we've got to be on the opposite a little bit more this show. Because, yeah, I'll go Texas. I think – you're right. It's going to be a grinded-out game. Uh, it'll be kind of streaky where they'll finally they'll, – there'll be like a scoring drought. Then they'll – you know, someone will go on like a 13-6 to 6 run. and But it won't be – I don't see 17-4 uh, to 4 runs and stuff like that. Uh, I, I do think it'll come down – I mean, that game will be on the table in the closing minutes. But I'm going to go – I'm going to say Texas is randomly. Maybe I'm just biased because they got uh, you know Marcus Carr. And then, uh, well, again,
1: yet again, after that game is over, you got KU at Kentucky. Again, Kansas has been a little normal this year for their standards, but they're 16-3. KU, or sorry, UK, the Caps, have been in a bit of a streak. Who do you – I, I – oh, God, I'm not going to say the word. I, I would pick – if I had to bet, I would take – Kansas, I think that they're a better team. I think this Kentucky team has been on a bit of a streak, but I think just from from the whole schedule considered, KU's a better squad. I can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, who do you like in the KU-Kentucky matchup, my friend, which is after the Texas-Tennessee game? That's a great Saturday.
0: Uh, I like how you didn't bet pick it. You just had me pick it. Um, oh no,
1: I I, I said KU. Unfortunately, oh, okay. I didn't say that out loud.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Maybe I just got used to that. That's. But you're right. I did. I'm lost. I was actually look at my fucking ESPN just shut down. <laughs> just completely. Just won't won't. I was trying to look at this other game and it's just gone. Um. God, that one's tough, man. Because you do have one. T- God, like how many? I mean, I can't keep picking Kansas to lose. You know what I mean? They're going to win. They're not going to lose. Yeah, I got Kansas. I think they'll win. But, man, when that big gets going for frickin' uh, Kentucky, and, and they can play some solid defense. They just got to make some shots. I don't know. But, I, I once again, I know it sounds pretty cliche, but I think that'll be a close game, very competitive game. I don't know what the point spread will be, but it's at uh, Kentucky, right? Yes. So that's why I think that that place goes nuts. And like you said, they've been playing a little bit better. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Man, that's a tough one. I'm going to go Kansas just by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin. But we should shut this puppy down. We're over uh, an hour and seven minutes.
1: Okay, sounds good. And to make my last pick, I hope Providence beats Nova because I love seeing Nova (laughs) lose. Anyways, to wrap it up, We have a very fun Big 12 SEC matchup, and as usual, crazy stuff is going to happen. No one thought Houston would lose as a 19-point favorite to Temple, and they did. If you bet that game, props to you. Spend that money. Have some fun. So as usual, we're out. We love the support. Love the feedback, too. Uh, Feel free to comment and say that we're making good picks, bad picks, or dumb picks. We don't care. We love the support and the listeners. So until then, stay safe, stay warm, enjoy basketball this whole week. The boys are out tonight. Peace